Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com.
Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Getting It Out Podcast. I bet you weren't expecting some bombastic pop music to start this episode, but that's what you got. That was Blood Command covering Belinda Carlisle with a very repetitive version of Don't Leave the Light On For Me, but that's true to form. I hope you enjoyed it. I think you needed it this morning, and I think you're going to appreciate it and listen to it later. Blood Command, of course, released one of the actual coolest albums of 2022. You can go to gettingitout.net and read the review written by Meet Meet Podcast's Ryan Rainbow to get the scoop on that, or you can just listen to it. I'd suggest both. But more importantly, I'd suggest you continue listening to this episode of the podcast as I have on my friend Heath Rave to talk about Lotus Thrones, his post-punk drone, ambient, whatever the hell he wants it to be banned, and its new release, The Heretic Souvenir. But of course, first, you must listen to Hot Zone. You know, for as much as I love that Hot Zone intro, I'm feeling like maybe it's time for a change. I've changed the intro music on Getting It Out podcast a bunch of times over the years, but this is definitely the longest lasting. Maybe it's time for a redo. I don't know. Who wants to do that for me? Because I can't do it. I've done them on my own. You might remember the Getting It Out rap song used to open this. You might remember uh, the very beginning had the intro and outro from uh, my old band Pleasant Living we had a song called All I Ever Loved, and there was a guitar lead that we put there, I put there. Uh, there was Mike on Ice. There was a Mike on Ice version, which was really cool, and I, I slipped in sound clips, and <laughs> it's probably really bad now, but uh, it, did, it did the job back then. I used a Spirit World uh, guitar part at one point, but that was off their demo. And uh, of course, there's Hot Zone. I like them all but maybe it's time for a change. So whoever wants to submit me new intro music, uh, go nuts and I'll take it. Usually, probably, almost definitely. Uh, but Hot Zone, Hot Zone holds the throne. So you got to beat it, you know. I've been making sure to keep moving with these episodes lately. I've put a lot out this year already and I plan to keep a decent pace like this. I'm thinking two a week. I don't know if it's sustainable, but it's working for now. This would be the third of this week and maybe I'll do that sometimes. Maybe I'll do one. Maybe I'll do none. You know, that's what I get to do with this. That is exactly whatever I want. And, and that was a common theme in my conversation with Heath Rave on this episode of Getting It Out Podcast. We're talking about his project, Lotus Thrones and his newest release, The Heretic Souvenir, which officially drops April 7th via Disorder Recordings and Seeing Red Records, that's CD, digital, and vinyl. We're going in deep on the record in this conversation. All while we both dealt with pets who were, uh, let's say, disagreeable. I got a text about my cat doing stuff while interviewing, and his dog was being rather rambunctious, and you'll hear a little bit of that in the conversation. And, uh, you know, in hindsight, it's actually pretty funny. Uh, but first, I should play you a song from The Heretic Souvenir, and I should play the first single, Gore Orphanage. Mm-hmm. 
So I feel like I'm pretty well up to speed with Lotus Thrones and have been staying up to speed, but it's tough because you do release a lot of music. You put out a lot of shit. <laughs> I'm the worst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but now um, you're about to release the, the Heretic Souvenir, which is, what do you call this? Is this a EP or a full, full length? It's the second full length. It's been done for a while. All of the, um, all of these EPs were finished after the heretic souvenir actually oh. um except for autumnal autumnal i finished um for that um and then um i flew into chicago shortly after i finished autumnal and um in 2020 wait was that a year ago now shit i can't even rem- i can't keep up yeah i make too much shit but um, no, it was a year ago that I finished. Um, yeah, so a year ago, yeah. Shortly after I finished the terminal, I flew into Chicago and finished Heretic because I, fin- I finished writing and tracking Heretic at home that summer and then immediately started the EPs because I had all this other material. <laughs> um, and then I went to Chicago and I finished it with Sanford. Um, Bruce came into the studio and did saxophone on his songs on there. Um, fully intentioned to be a full length. Um, and um, like Thomas at Sea and Red, like the Sea and Red deal was already like set in stone and all that and stuff. So I just like, um, I feel like Heretic was. Um, since Heretic was done before all of those EPs, you can hear all of those sounds that are all on those EPs kind of distilled into this, like this really focused thing where I had these other ideas from that, that um, where I wanted to like really focus on those sounds separately, you know? So that's where the EPs came out of. That's where like, there was like the post metal of autumnal and like the cold, harsh, like industrial and like, I don't know, kind of almost cabaret stuff and weird black metal-ishness of the Hibernal EP. And then um, like the shoegazy um, kind of space rock stuff of Vernal. And then like, I really wanted to do it like the dark jazz thing, like with Bruce and I just like doing like a, you know, like a Bowen or like earth sounding like, jazz like thing just distilled you know so that's why i did the ep you know just as also like because what does it matter to you know like it's not like i anybody owns me and you can just put out whatever records you want now so i would just make music for fun, you know, so. <laughs> well that's interesting that it went that way because i i didn't know that i didn't know that was the order that things were recorded and by the way heretic sounds and it combines like all those sounds from those EPs. It sounds like it's chronologically belongs after them. Yeah. Interesting. But interesting. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it was uh, the, the EPs were me taking that, the almost uh, manicness of heretic and like, um, almost relax, like relaxing with those like sounds and like getting to focus on them and enjoy them more, you know, mm-hmm. So, um, heretic only I started, I finished lovers shortly before the move to Pennsylvania in 2021. Yeah. And, um, 
got here. I think I waited maybe a month and then I unpacked my gear and rebuilt my studio and heretic was done in two months. Like, boom, just like, it's like I, I had a short break and everything I learned, um, from doing lovers, like it just like, was just like, as soon as I like opened my computer, turned on my, all my stuff and started going, it was, it was pure mad science. It was, it was a fucking blast. And I was just manic, complete psycho. Like from the time I got up and got my daughter off to like camp till I had to drive to the city for work, I'd be down in the basement working. I'd get home and then be, you know, um, family man for a while till, um, clocking out to that. And then I'd be back down in my studio till midnight, 1am, maybe sleeping like five hours a night. And that went on for like almost the entire summer of 2021. I knocked those songs out in like a short time. And, um, everything I wanted to do was very, like, I knew what I'd want to do for each song and it was very intentional too. So it's so much fun writing it. And I just, I'm so stoked. It's finally coming out. I've been like champing at the bits so hard for people to hear this thing. Like I've like wanted to send it to you for months. I'm like, God, I want to send this to Dan so bad. <laughs> well, what was the, what was the wait? Why wait? Um, I just like, wanted it everyone to get it right around the time that it was going to be coming out so that no yeah no i mean like why what was the weight and getting it out yeah um no everyone else's weight vinyl that stuff Mm -hmm. that sort of thing you know so i mean it got like scene red's putting it out it's gonna be on wax it's gonna be cool it's getting the full treatment so that's why the wait you know is so. this the first lotus thrones release to get the full treatment like that yeah for sure i think Definitely. so right yeah yep, it is yeah yeah that's very so. cool yeah it is yeah but yeah like everybody else everybody else has to wait and so did i so but but fully worth it plus you know like i mean it's only been a year and a half since lovers came out if you think about yeah. it you know well, there's no <laughs> shortage of lotus throne material that's yeah for sure and like I mean, between you and me, I'm almost done with record three. <laughs> I'm not surprised. What's up? You're not surprised. <laughs> no, I'm like, I was, I've literally been, I started, um, Neil from, uh, Krieg. He was, um, up the other week. I tattooed him and they finished, they finally finished the eighth full length to finish tracking it. Um, after yeah. almost a decade. I don't know if you saw any posts from him about no. that or not. Mm. Um, um, I'm, I think I'm, I'm actually doing some synth work on that and some noise stuff for it. But I tattooed him and I played him the demos and he, he's, you know, he's one of my, my blood and like, he really, really fired me up about what I played for him, like played him the demos and he was, his excitement got me re-excited about him. I honestly hadn't touched them in probably five months. Um, 
you know, I'd listen to him here and there and stuff. And I've been analyzing him and seeing where I felt about him and where I wanted to take them. Cause they're very focused. It's a very, the next one's very, very focused, um, and streamlined. And, uh, now like the past like three weeks, I've just been like, like dead on it again. So yeah, like every day working on that. So, um, it's awesome. It's fun to have like an endless project. Yeah, I've been working diligently hard on that. Um, I think I got a plan for it now. So, yeah, not gonna let too much out on here though about it. No, yeah, don't keep keep some keep some. Uh, well, I got there's chest. a lot. Is that what they said? There's a there's a lot to it. So, just know that that one's sooner than later. So, hopefully, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Well, when I. I, th- I guess the first song I heard off of the Heretic Souvenir. Actually, what's let's stop there with the name Heretic Souvenir. What is that? It's a memory. It's a it's a, a memory that could give you either um, warmth or anxiety. It's one of those memories that can send your day reeling into um, either pure nostalgia or pure shit or both at the same time throughout the day. A memory that can. Um, a memory that can send you spiraling into shame or regret. No, it's terrible. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mostly, mostly a memory of shame and regret or longing. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, th- I think unfortunately most people are familiar with that and uh, oh, try not sure. to think of any right now. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, okay. So the first song, I, th- I think, I assume the first song I heard off of it was Gore Orphanage uh-huh. and it was when you released that video that you did for yeah. it. My first thought was that you, you have a full band. It's, it sounds like a full band because of the other stuff, it didn't quite have the same punch to it that the beginning of Gore uh-huh. Orphanage does. And I think yeah. that was just my initial thought is that, wow, this, yeah. this is, seems like more. It is. Yeah. It's still not a full band though. It's just all me. I thought, I assume so. Yeah. Yeah. On the recording. Yeah. I mean, I have a live band now, but, um, and they're in the video with me, but the recording itself was still just all me. It's just me getting better at tracking and using the tools that I have, you know, so and buying, buying better tools. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, what's, what, what are you still, cause you seem pretty in my, to my ears, which aren't, I always admit are not very good as far as musicianship. Um, what are you, what are you still learning to play? Because it sounds to me like you, you have things fi- pretty well figured out as far as your ability. Um, I don't know. Um, I still, I'm still playing by ear, I guess. Um, um, I, I mean, I still, I play like I play guitar every day. Um, and I try to, um, play along to songs that I love, mm-hmm. um, to learn, like, honestly, mostly. And I think if anybody knows me and like, you know, this too, and you could go back and listen and listen to the guitar tones, I just play along to a lot of killing joke songs, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like for real, like listen to the fucking guitar tones and the chords and stuff and it's just like i'm just like trying to be fucking jordy walker you know most days of the week so it's just like i'm like what's that chord so i look up that song and then i kind of play along to it and it's just like i mostly just know his chords and like his chord progressions and things like that so like but when i'm hitting a block i'll like go to one of his songs and kind of try to learn something that he's doing and stuff like that so um um sometimes i'll like 
but that, that's like, that's it. Yeah. I mean, I'm still pretty punk rock about it though. So I don't, um, I'm not, I don't ever want to get overly ambitious with lessons. I was actually taking lessons for a little bit during the heretic souvenir recording process with, um, actually with, uh, Matt from, uh, John from and Titan to Tachyons and, uh, mm-hmm. John Zorn. Um, yeah, yeah I, was, I, I did it just a few with him. He's a great fucking dude, incredible guitar player, total mad scientist. And, um, actually the exercise he gave me, I still do, albeit much slower than he does. <laughs> um, um, it's just this uh, economy picking exercise that's pretty cool. Um, but and it's surprisingly for what I want to play, which isn't nearly as nothing is like completely caveman compared to what he does. It actually does really help. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I'm just trying to get better, but I don't necessarily it's not that i don't care it's not that i don't want to get better i just don't want to lose the punk rockness that i have about it you know but um yeah i feel like i have i know like 10 chords not four chords that's <laughs> that's good you can make a lot of things with 10 chords right yeah for sure yeah 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 i i think all of this stuff i think all of the stuff you've done so far to my knowledge you've recorded in chicago or at, i mean at, at your home studio right but also with with uh sanford well sanford's yeah sanford's um mixed almost like probably 90 percent of everything i tracked everything at home except for mm-hmm. like heretic um well it, so i took it all to chicago i retracked a lot of vocals there and he coached me through some stuff, which actually really helped. I learned a lot doing that. Ended up going back home and then retracking some more vocals though, because I wasn't necessarily happy with what I did there. So like we did some we did some reamping with my guitar tracks and I did some extra editing there. And then we got to like have Bruce come into the studio and do saxophone there and stuff. It was fun. It was mostly just like a vacation mostly just to spend time with my friends too, right. and like, and work, work on it there. And, um, I felt like I wanted to like workshop some things with Stanford. Mostly it wasn't so much about like recording it there as it was like, um, continuing the, um, creation of the record. And then he mixed it later on down the road afterwards. So, um, but the Vernal EP that you, um, that you premiered, oh, Will Benoit of um, um, Som. That's yeah. who. Uh, that's who did that one. He mixed that's and right. mastered yeah. that one. And then the Hibernal EP, Dan Jensen from Hive. He did that one actually. So, and Dan was my old roommate actually in Minneapolis. So, he's spreading uh, them out. Yeah, yeah, um, and I think I'm going to be. I'm. I'm I'm, um, the only thing I'll say is like, I definitely considering probably, I think, um, my next record, I'm going to go with Will actually, I I enjoyed just to, um, it's just, I think it's time to do something different. I loved what he did on the Vernal EP. And for these next set of songs, I think what he did is going to be perfect for them actually. So, um, plus he's close. Like that's the thing too. Like 
getting to Chicago's tough now. And like, Will's like right over, <laughs> Will's right over in Connecticut. It's not that hard, you know? So it's easier at least. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Not exactly close, but easier. That's a couple. That's yeah. a, what is that? Four hours maybe? Yeah, no, he's about four hours away. Yeah. So heretic souvenir has a couple songs, not all of them, but with uh, where it feels like a full band. Was that yeah. always the intention to do with Lotus Thrones? I know you were doing it yourself, you know, was, is there, was there always this intention to eventually have a live band? No, there's never any intention with it. It's cool mm-hmm. that, um, I was able to make the, those sounds and able to get it to there and that I have the pure group here in order to, to do that. And like, I have, I have some fucking mercs in my band, dude. Um, yeah. It's David from Rosetta playing bass, um, and uh, Matt um, Matt Geary from Cape of Bats playing guitar, and then um, Mahesh from uh, Model Prisoner playing guitar as well. And then David and Mahesh have that new Miserable Experience project that just came out on Translation Loss with the dude from Revocation. Um, yeah, yeah. At that pop group, I just did a remix of that single, The Prophet. I can't wait for everyone to hear it. I had such a fucking blast doing that. And then um, Jason, uh, that plays drums for Krieg, he plays drums with us live. So like, it's a fucking, it's a fucking tight. Like, it, it, I got some fucking dude. So it sounds great, dude. When we get shows, like the, the few shows we played have been off the fucking chain sound wise for the seven people we played for. So <laughs> that's great. And, and I recognize every, well, not, not their names, but every name of band that they're in. Uh, yeah, and, I, yeah. and I know them all and they're all very good. So that's, that's, really yeah, cool. no, I couldn't believe it. Like everyone I hit up, like, well, David helped me get the, um, get Matt and Mahesh in the group. But like I hit Jason and David up and they were both like, yeah, dude, I'm in, I'll come hang out with you. I was like, I got like, you know, like cute eyes and like kind of teary. I'm like, Oh, thanks friends. <laughs> like, I thought you were going to be like, yeah, I know a couple dudes, but no, like my fucking, like fucking dudes, like jumped right in, you know? So yeah, I love those guys. They're fucking great. And I think they like the fact that it's like, they can kind of come in and learn it and have fun, you know? Um, and live, it doesn't necessarily sound like record at all i let them kind of do their thing with it for sure you know so like um there's no no reason to be tyrannical about trying to get it to like i mean it's never gonna sound that way so well yeah you can't get them to play like you you know yeah no because i'm not very good well (laughs) these guys these guys are fucking great like they're actually they're the thing is is like i'm actually learning from them in the room like i show them what i'm playing and then they show me how to play it right (laughs) (laughs) that's good to have that's good to have for sure (laughs) (laughs) well i i I do know you played a few shows you mentioned it too how did they go over and do you plan is that is that something you you're going to actively plan more to do, or is it just, if it, um, happens, it, happens? it happens, it happens. Um, it's, uh, I feel like the show market for a band like mine right now, just kind of getting off the ground. It's like the 2008 housing market, you know, like <laughs> right now it's everybody is trying to leave the house, you know? And like, I'm not trying to compete with that, but like, 
when the, the, the few shows we played, the three shows we played were like great people asking us to jump on. And of course I'm always about that. You know, like the last show was with dead register who are, um, label mates and homies, you know, mm-hmm. and then the two shows this summer were with, um, um, Netherlands and, and guts, you know, and guts are homies. Um, like, well, we got to be homies. Uh, Thomas at seeing red is who introduced us like, and asked us to, take us out and they actually just hit me up about a couple shows with them and false gods this summer um talking with a couple other dudes about some other shows this summer too um i can't i don't really want to say anything about those yet because you never know so yeah sure no no need to no need to announce anything like that um yeah the i was i was i'm always happy to hear bruce lamont on your songs me too. <laughs> <laughs> that guy, I mean, I, maybe it's because he's the only person who does it, but it's so easy to point him out. You know, like you hear that saxophone, it's like, well, that's, there he is, you know, like right away from like the the first note. That delayed squall, dude. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, like just screaming at you. Like, like, yeah, yeah. It's either, so, it's, either, so it's either him or it's John Zorn. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You have him on uh, track two and seven, which are what are they? Botox drones and um, Nautilus. Nautilus. Yes. Yeah. Did you write those songs with him in mind, or is that something that you wrote the songs and then after the fact look at it and go? Heretic Souvenir. Every song in there is completely intentional. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I absolutely wrote those songs with him in mind. Absolutely. Yeah. And even like. Um, even the sequence of that record was fully intentional too. I think I've only switched it around just a little bit. You know, there were nine songs for it. Two of them just didn't work out. And plus taking those out, I think made it more of a palatable time frame, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially with the length of like Botox drones and then um, the title track at the end there, you know? So like, you know, I just think like, like I think about 39 to 40 minutes is good these days for people's attention spans personally. So yeah, those two songs were definitely like when I sat those down, like like Botox drones, when I sat down to write that was fully in my mind, like uh I was going trying to go full like uh Resnor with that, like full nine inch nails, like um weird creepy fucked up vibe and like i knew that i needed bruce on that to get that there like i had the riff you know but i wanted it like a weird beat and i wanted it to have like a fucking like i don't know like a like a really fucking um ugly trip-hop feel to it in a way do you know what i mean yeah i do absolutely yeah. And when you, when I explain it to you that when you go back you'll probably listen to it a little different in a way, you know, cause it's got kind of a bounce to it a little bit, right. you know, like, um, I want it. Yeah. I was like trying to get that, like, um, that downward spiral, like fragile era, like creepy vibe going, but you know, harsher. So with a little, with a, with a, with a little Nick cave manicness and, uh, and a huge metal riff in there. <laughs> <laughs> All sorts of things. Well, I think that's part of the thing that I like about what you do 
with Lotus Throne is that it's you encompass or incorporate is the word I mean uh, a, a lot of different sounds, but it all mixes pretty well together. Do you think you'd be able to do what you're doing with Lotus Thrones if you didn't have all these friends and connections that you made? Like if this was just solely you by yourself, I know you could create it, but would you have the same enthusiasm? Um, no, definitely not. I definitely not for the stuff that I've put out so far. No, I can tell you this though. This is an interesting fact. I'm not having any guests on record three. Hmm. So it's all, all you. It's all me. Yeah. It's uh why is that? It's it's really hyper focused. Mm-hmm. It is a hyper I'll just say this record three is a completely hyper focused post-punk industrial record. It is it is a steel like angry missile to the head. Yeah. <laughs> And that's all else I'm going to say about it. It doesn't, it's, um, it's very distilled mm-hmm. and you know what it's, it's, it's seven, 10, um, East coast time. I might change my mind at seven fifteen too. Cause you know what? It's my thing and I'm allowed to do that. And I do that all the time. So, you know, but for right now, like if I like sent you the demos, you'd know what I'd mean. You'd be like, Oh, this really doesn't need, like the extra to it. It's just yeah. like, I don't know what the good word for it is. So I like what you said about being able to change your mind because it's your thing. And that's, yeah. I was just talking to somebody else about that, about when it's limit the inputs and uh, you get to do, you get to be selfish about it. And that's nice. But yeah, for these like other records or like these, some of the stuff, like when I'm, when I'm like, even if it's something that I don't know what I'm doing, like I could just like start on something with a single note. And as it starts to develop, you know, whether it's within seconds or hours, like there'll be a moment and I'll know exactly who I need for it. You know? Yeah. Like like on lovers, that song, um, what's that? I can't remember too many songs. The song that Andy from Fairlight plays the guitar solo on. I was like, this needs a solo. I know exactly who's doing it, you know, like, um, or, uh, um, always with Bruce, but of course, like I love saxophones and he's the, he's the best saxophone player on the planet for our genre of music. Sure. And he's kind of, he's kind of the only one too. So <laughs> I feel, um, I've, it's a privilege to call him a friend for sure. And the fact that he, he like likes doing it is it's such a privilege too. So I should, um, I should send him a cake or a <laughs> whatever he wants. Yeah. And whatever it's a good resource wants. to have, you got to keep him happy it is, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, uh, I was looking at the artwork for Heretic as best as I could with the file that I have on my phone, zooming in, you know, and uh, I think I can make it out. Well, why don't you just tell me what it is? What am I looking at? Who did it? Um, Toby Verhines that did um, all of the EPs. Mm -hmm. Um, I started working with him on it. he, but I started working with him on it the summer before, like 
So he had messaged me. Um, he reached out to me just to tell me how much he like enjoyed my music and stuff on Instagram. And then I looked at his profile and I was just absolutely just, I fell in love, um, with, with his, his output and his, um, he makes so many different things and all of them are so beautiful and so high quality. That guy should just be so much busier. He, everyone should work with, with Toby at shadow, at shadow cartography, um, on Instagram. So with like, I looked at his stuff and I was like, um, I immediately, after he said hi, I was like, and introduced himself. I was like, I think I said, you're doing my next record is what I said to him. So we started discussing that. And then I actually saw the form and I had been kind of thinking about the EPs. And this is the funny thing about the EPs was I had been thinking about them, but I saw the four panels I picked were from like, I think he has like. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Six or seven, actually. And there's like, a there's like for each of those color schemes, there's like 10 different ones in each of those. But I saw those and I was like, I'm going to do a seasonal set of EPs and I'm going to use these pictures for it. It was his artwork that made me lay it out in my mind of what I was going to do. Yeah. That's the funny thing about it was like, it wasn't like I'm going to do a seasonal set of EPs. It was just like, Oh, I think I'll put out some stopgap EPs between stuff was in my mind. You know, I got these extra songs. I can just drop stuff. And then I saw the artwork and I was like, Oh, this is how I'm going to do it. You know, thanks Toby. So like, um, so that uh, song Nautilus, there's actually lyrics for it, but I didn't like the vocals or the arrangement to them, but the lyrics are pertinent to it. But we were, um, we were at the beach, we were at the shore a lot that summer. A lot of that record is about water to water and memory and whatnot. Um, a lot of that record's about memory. Um, and cherishing and coveting. A lot of it's about coveting. Um, and a lot of it's about love too. Um, and the, the hard parts of it. Um, so like, um, I just wanted it to, um, I wanted it to capture that feel of like, of the fact that you, when you look into the ocean, it's very alien, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, and then um, to have that like sort of like, like I get what this is because it's I'm from the same planet as this, but it like, I don't quite understand or know or know it, you know, like, um, which I didn't quite 
know that's what I was going for till Toby was done with it when he mm-hmm. took the ocean and completely fucking digitized it and was just like <laughs> I was like oh. and I like stare at it and it's like like and like where the warm colors come in too where it almost seems like it'd be like lava channels or something like that I don't know and like the the coral in there that's like broken up and like but it's um it's like broken up fractalized and then um symmetrical in there because yeah. like everything's symmetrical in there too and then it's digitized and dripping like but yeah it's just it was it was like he basically took he took nature and turned it into ones and zeros which is right. like yeah it's 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 gorgeous i mean it's like how i feel most it's like like a robot inside of skin you know <laughs> well that's that's good because that's what i thought i was looking at i thought i was looking at the ocean you know digitized and you know fucked with in a cool way in a very cool oh, way yeah 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 and the uh and well you answered one of the questions i was going to ask you about if there is a if there's a running theme or concept throughout the record and it sounds like there is there is yeah it's um not so it's very loose it's just mostly uh it's more of an emotion than anything for sure and uh you know the ups and downs of it and stuff and that's like what i tried to get with the sequence of the record and there's some stories in there too and there's definitely some sort of stories about some specific people and stuff like that um but like you know not through you know and then there's some like there's definitely some um there's some lashing out in there too like botox drones is about um botox drones is about like pundits and um the news and tv and uh you know the people telling you uh you know telling us things you know and i'm not like a conspiracy theorist or nor anything like that i'm a pretty i'm pretty lefty too you know so but i think those people are gross you know and like Mm -hmm. um there was like did you watch the video or that i sent you botox drones yes 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 i actually watched it yeah like an hour ago yeah yeah (laughs) fucking wild right (laughs) the original treatment was supposed to be like um reptile people yeah we were gonna go yeah it was gonna be like like they were gonna peel off like like the reptile skin and then like there was gonna be like a newscaster underneath it and shit like that so (laughs) you know people just uh you know, being fed by their screens and all that, you know, kind of typical stuff. And then, um, but then there's a song like Alpha Centauri, which is almost like, which is like a fantastical sci-fi, like spy, like, like story actually, you know, then, um, roses is about my daughter actually. And Nautilus is too, actually. It's about us walking like, like on the beach. So that's very cool uh, gore finishes about dying (laughs) 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 so it is it is pretty much all over the place but i yeah kind of yeah Yeah. there's no fucking concept (laughs) (laughs) no maybe you've already said it or touched on it at least but it's a pretty basic question but what do you what do you think is like your your single favorite thing about 
doing this project? Oh, no, no fucking rules, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a good answer. Yeah, no rules, no committees, none of that. You know, like, I don't like, I, I don't ever have to. So I always want to. So that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I don't like, um, I don't make, have to make decisions with other people about it, you know, as far as like artistics concern stuff's concerned, you know, and like, as far as like making songs that are playable live. Yeah. I'm going to write rock songs. Cause I like rock songs. I'm going to make electronic songs. Cause I like electronic songs. Probably not going to play those live. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Rock songs we can play live, but I also took some of those electronic songs and I kind of made them into little, um, segues live. Mm-hmm. So like while people tune and stuff like that, you know, so I kind of use everything actually it's a full show. Um, but yeah, um, I must, my favorite thing is that it's mine and I don't have to share it if I don't want to, but I found some cool people I get to. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's cool. Well, I appreciate that you do share it. And, uh, but that brings me to a question I always have for people who are relatively solo, solo artists to any type of degree is when you're doing that, like, how do you, I don't know what's the correct term for it. How do you do your like quality control? How do you decide when it's done? Oh, I'm actually gotten better at that because like I had pretty piss poor quality trail control. Actually, honestly, this record's kind of a fucking mess, dude. I'm getting better at it. And through like the help of, especially the help of Sanford and like Will and stuff, like I'm learning a lot about how to like clean that shit up a lot better before I go in. One of the bad reviews I, or I can't tell if it was a bad review or not. Uh, actually, it's kind of bad. You know that angry metal guy? Yeah, yeah. His reviews are awful. Just like, like, let's be as ironic as possible. Whatever. Yeah, you like, know what? And before you go on, I want to tell you that I was doing an interview the other night, and we were talking the same thing about a shitty review for another guy, another solo artist, actually. Uh, but it's like brutal death, uh, gore, death metal seep. And he was yeah. talking about how angry metal guy tore him up too about, you know, and was just like a dick about it. Yeah, totally. Um, and it was like, what he said was he goes, but the one thing he said, which I found interesting, which he got right about me was he goes, he, he is a drummer by trade. And most times when like soul, and I'm obviously not saying this like verbatim, but most solo artists do their thing. It shows off like what they're good at, you know, but you know, like he's very good at encompassing all instruments and not concentrating and showing off on one. And I figure like, that's where the quality control comes in for me too, is because like, I'm trying to like, at the end of the day, it was like, I'm a fucking C plus drummer as it was, you know what I mean? And as it is too, um, which makes me, I feel like even in like the Wolfhammer days and stuff was like, um, I could rate like what I lacked in technicality. My strength was reining people in with my simplicity in ordering to, to uh, do service to songs. So I think that that's what helps me as a songwriter, you know, like, which is what I kind of consider myself. Well, I feel like there's a lot of muck happening in a Lotus Throne song. 
there's hooks and structure, you know, I feel like there's yeah. hooks and structure in there. Um, and like, that's intentional on my part. I always wanted to feel that way, you know, like, um, so that's where quality control comes in for me. Like if it's like, if, if it's like too complex or if it's just like, something's just like, I kind of have a 10 minute to rule too. Like if I'm fucking with something, you know, and it's just like, if after 10 minutes, it's just like, nothing's coming from it. You know what I mean? It's like, eh, move on. And then if after 10 minutes of the moving on thing, nothing's happening of it, I fucking turn my shit off for the night. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Our, our shit, our, you can't force it, dude. Like it should, the thing is, it's like, it should be, I'm trying to entertain myself. So it's like, if I'm being frustrated by it, I'm not yeah. having fun, you right. know? So, um, and while most of the stuff I write about isn't fun. <laughs> um, I'm still trying to have fun. You know, I'm still like, it's my, it's my time. It's my me time. It's my, it's my thing that makes me happy, you know, and I, and I enjoy it. So if I'm not enjoying myself, I fucking delete it and move on to the next thing, you know? So I think that that's my quality. My quality control is pure selfish enjoyment. You know, like this sucks. Fuck this <laughs> delete. <laughs> Which is totally okay when it's, when it's your own thing, you know? Yeah. It's maybe not so much when it's, when it's a collaborative effort, you know, you got to consider other people and, but when it's your own thing, you can, you can bail on it. Well, yeah, that's, I don't know. I, I, maybe a lot of guys don't like, or people like, don't like, I don't know. I think, I don't know. Actually, I don't think that's true. I think most, most of my peer group thinks everything we do is shit. So it's like, that's like, I mean, I don't think anything I do is that great. The fact that people like it is, is a privilege. It's a, it, it, it gives me a lot of feels, you know? Yeah. So, um, when I get something that I think is good enough, like, and I get brave enough to put it out there, you know, it's cool. Um, I delete a lot of shit though, dude. Like, yeah. 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 I can wow. believe it though. Do you, do you, and I mean, I think the answer is already yes, because of what we've already talked about or touched on at least, but do you anticipate keeping this pace that you've set in the last few years? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You know, we'll just see. It just depends on what's inspiring. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, inspiring me at the time for, for a minute. I didn't know like record three here. I was like, like that I'm working on now. I didn't know if I was gonna, I thought that that might like, I might touch again on that, like touch again on that. Maybe this summer I'd start working on it again or something, or maybe next fall. I didn't know. Right. You know, it's just a matter of when it happens. <laughs> I certainly hope so. I really, really, what I really want to do, um, which is something I've been trying to get to for like, a year and a half now, but I committed myself to doing that, that EP project, the EP projects. And now that I'm into this, but I kind of have a timeline set, I think in my mind about record three, I really want to make a couple ambient records and just put them out like on Bandcamp this year. Mm -hmm. I think stuff like you can do yoga too. Like yeah. I'm not joking. Cause I do yoga. Like, yeah, like, 
everyone knows that I like, I put that out there that I do a lot of yoga, like I want to, um, are just stuff that you can like meditate to, you know, Mm -hmm. or even go to sleep to like maybe some binaural stuff. Um, I'm really hoping I can get to that soon. And I have a lot of notes for it and stuff and maybe even pull some stuff from some of these other like songs that I can like remix in a way into like, I have some stuff from like the EPs and from heretic that I like want to take, like that I want to take those sounds out of and maybe remix into like long ambient form songs too. Um, I want to do that so bad. So I'm like, it's looking like the pace might be keeping up with putting out material, but yeah, like, <laughs> not in such like, not, not as like in the sense of like a, another rock record this year, I really want to put out like, a um, like, like, you know, Nine Inch Nails did the ghosts stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. B- basically just like that, like, but not left, like those were kind of leftovers where this is more like an intentional, almost like lifestyle recordings for people to like, mm-hmm. Um, to you to, to have as like a, a useful tool in their lives to do things to you know to not be yelled at <laughs> right <laughs> well the, the 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 last few years since you've been doing uh, lotus thrones at least have been pretty wild for everybody has it served as like a a good uh, a good way to maintain your sanity as therapy or catharsis Oh, for sure. Especially, I mean, I've had tons of life changes, obviously that, you know, of, you know, from what we've yeah. talked and stuff. So like, it's definitely like, it's definitely come through. Um, and I mean, heretic was me working through a lot of those actually, because some of those changes were starting to happen or I saw those changes happening as I was finishing that record. It helps me to avoid the trappings of like, other people because you know like i'm definitely in a place where it could be vulnerable to um falling back into like codependency i don't need that i just need to be a good father right now or like um i mean i'm good in my sobriety but you know there's always the chance of that too like I always need, I'm always, there's always that like danger of like slipping there too. Right. And if I fuck up, like I, I would like, I like the world on fire, you know, like, cause like I don't have a drink. I like fucking, if, if I fuck up, I like, well, I will go buy all the drugs in Delaware County and fucking ruin everybody's life. You know what I mean? That's a lot of drugs. Delaware. Yeah. Delco's got some drugs. Yeah, it does. (laughs) So it's like, (laughs) yes, this helps me. I need this in my life. So, so it's like, it's not even a matter about putting out stuff. It's just a matter of like, it's the, it's the process of making things, you know? So it's like, but then when I'm done with it, it's like, what do I do with it? Well, I want to share it with my friends. Well, we're lucky we're in a world where it's really easy to share stuff with your friends now. So yeah. 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 Easier than ever. Yeah, for sure. Is there anybody you mentioned your next album that you're not doing it, you're doing it by yourself. Is there anybody that you haven't collaborated with yet that you have an eye on? There's a few um, who I thought about for this, but they're kind of unattainable. 
I really want to collaborate with Backwash. That, that rapper? No, not familiar. They're a transgender rapper. They're so angry and incredible. You should check them out. Um, I will. Yeah. Um, great lyrical content. But I want to almost pull some of the stuff like, you remember Test from Ministry? Mm-hmm. Yeah, some yeah. stuff like that. Um, and then with that, I really want to get Chris Connolly on something, mm-hmm. which is I have a connection and I've talked about it, but um, I don't know. Did that I just I thought about it for this next thing, but I just don't think it's right. Actually, I don't think it's the more I'm working on it and the more I'm looking at it, the more I think I just need to, I need to, um, i also think, um, there's a, a, there's some pride that needs to do one of these things completely on my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I needed to know that I can, you know, like now that I've, learned so much and done so much that like it's like can i can I make one of these myself you know mm-hmm. like all the way through and like i've got it's something that neil said to me when i was talking about it. he goes he goes it seems like you have a really really um strong vision of what you want for this he goes so i he goes i don't see why you shouldn't just do it all yourself on this one so yeah no that's very cool i think it's a great idea and i'm sure it'll turn out great you might have already said this, but with the release of this album, the official release of the Heretic Souvenir, what are you most looking forward to? Oh, you know, gosh, I don't know about that. I don't, know, I, I don't, gosh, I really don't have a good answer for that. I haven't thought about that. Well, I know, like the reason I, I've, I've like always asked that question. The reason I asked that is because I think my answer would always be just getting it in my hands. But I can also see if you're the person who put the work into it, you would also just want other people to hear it. And then for some people, it's you just it's like you can move on then from that record and start working on the next. So it, it's interesting the I, way people. More like, I just like I want to know what my friends think of it. What did you think of it? You're my friend. I thought, I think it's good. And I thought it was, I honestly, I thought it was the best thing that you've done. So I was, so I was, uh, or intrigued by the fact that the EPs actually came after it because I feel like, but the way you explained it makes total sense. I think it's the best thing that you did. And, uh, I think it's, I think it's the coolest one that you did that I've liked the way it's, it's very moody, right. Which is to be expected, but but I just, I like the way you put it together, the way it was sequenced and everything. And, uh, it's a, I think it's a very cool record and easily the best one you did yet. So again, that's why I think it's weird how not weird. Interesting how you put the EPs actually after them. Cool. All right. Cool. Yeah. I just want to know what my friends think of it. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my friends, I want my friends to hear it and tell me about it. The records are cool. I also want my friends to buy the records so that, cause there's only going to be 200 of them. I want them to, I want to feel like I can sell 200 records uh, to yeah. my friend um, and not feel like a failure, but like <laughs> at the same time, it's, it is what it is, but I just like, yeah, I want to, I want to hear the, I want, I want to hear the opinions and feedback of my peers for real. I mean, awesome. I'm a, I, don't, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Leo to the bone. So I'm, Please, please validate me.
wipe away the drool that's made you famous Inject the beauty, it's your duty Repeat the ways and ways and ways and ways and ways That was my conversation with Heath Rave. And the song you just heard was Botox Drones. Of course, all of this is by Lotus Thrones on the album The Heretic Souvenir. And you just heard that sweet, sweet saxophone provided by Bruce Lamont, which he does twice on that album. And for that alone, it's worth it. But there's so much more in The Heretic Souvenir, the incredible album artwork, the great lyrical content, the moods on this record are pretty intense. So you should right now go to shop.seeingredrecords.com. Click on the U.S. store, or if you're in the U.K., Europe, or the rest of the world, click on the other one. And then you're going to go ahead and buy the record. It officially releases April 7th, so that's a pre-order. You understand how that works, right? You you buy it ahead of time, and then it comes later. This is the best way to do things, because then you totally forget, and it shows up on your doorstep one day, and you are a very happy person. And you forget you spent that 30 bucks or whatever it comes down to. 
you know, and you can handle, you can afford it. All right. I'm tired of people saying they can't afford things. I'm not. That's, that's a little ridiculous. Be poor if you need to be poor. I get it. I've been there, but uh, you should go check out the Heretic Souvenir singles that are out there right now. Gore Orphanage and Botox Drones both have music videos as we touched on, and you can check them out on YouTube or somewhere else on the internet. You know how to do it. I don't need to walk you through every step. Jesus Christ. That's going to be it for this episode of the podcast, but I want to encourage you as always to visit gettingitout.net. See what's going on there. Lots of different things this week. Check the tour wrap up. Check the weekly new releases this week today. That new obelisk that we talked about on Monday is out. So please go listen to the ultimate grace of God. But first, I want you to listen to a new track from Anatomy of Habit. They've got a new LP called Black Openings dropping February 24th. And this song comes off of that. It's the last track, Breathing Through Bones. And it's a long one, but you can handle it. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.